Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Sophia. How you doing? Good morning, Brian. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Good Friday, you know, heading into the weekend. Fall weather starting to peak its head. It's my favorite time of the year. Mine's so. too. Mine too is my favorite time. Yeah, yeah. I woke up this morning, um, you know, I took the trash out, and it was like, I had to put a jacket on. I normally have shorts on and a t-shirt, and I'm like, dang, like it was it was cold, man. It was definitely, definitely cold. I, I know yesterday was the first day of fall, and it was like 90 something degrees. It was it was hot. So I was, I heard the weather was supposed to drop today, but I guess I didn't. I wanted to see it to believe it or feel it to believe it. I guess you could say. So yeah. Yeah, that's funny because this morning, same thing happened. Trash day. Yeah. So I had to take the trash out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh my goodness, let me grab a sweater. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> chilly out here this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was definitely cold, man. It was uh, like I said. But I love this time of year, man. It was something that I had to actually go look for a jacket because I normally in the house I uh, like will when it's like summertime, like all of like the you know jackets and coats and stuff, we'll put them upstairs in our closet. And oh, then, okay. Um, okay. you know, when it comes to, like, wintertime, we'll make them more accessible downstairs so you can just kind of grab it on the go. Um, so the closets downstairs didn't have any, like, you know, like hoodies or jackets in there or whatever. So I had to, like, go get a jacket to, you know, go do that or whatever. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, See, yeah. my winter jackets stay in the downstairs closet. Okay. Because, yeah, my, my closet is just all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> nah, I Unfortunately, hear you. I need a bigger closet. Gotcha. Yeah. Or a bigger house. I think, I think every woman or every woman says that, you know, they need a bigger closet. So it's never not enough room, you know. No, it's yeah. never. I have tons of shoes. Tons of clothes. I got clothes for every season. <laughs> so I do need more space. All my drawers yeah. are full. Everything's full. Everything is to the max. And I steady still buy I buy stuff all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I hear you. I, I uh last weekend that was actually something that I did on Saturday. Um I did a kind of like a uh fall cleaning, I guess you could say, summer cleaning, like because okay. there's I, I I pretty much wear the same. Skipped over spring cleaning. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's why I, I I didn't do spring cleaning. So therefore, you know, towards the end of the summer, it was looking crazy in my closet and in my drawers because, like, you know, there's my drawers were packed, and then so when I do laundry, like I don't have any room to put my clothes in, and then okay. I wear the same clothes. You know, a lot of times we work from home, so I wear the same clothes over and over and over again. I kind of mm-hmm. just wear the same five to seven outfits. So it's like I'm <laughs> I'm putting clothes in the dirty hamper in a washing machine, drying them, and then I'm just putting them in the clean hamper, and they're never making it to my drawers because my drawers are packed with old clothes that I just don't wear anymore. So you don't hang clothes? Um, yeah, some clothes. Yeah, some clothes. Like my jeans and stuff, they're, they're, I hang my jeans and okay. everything. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, a lot of the T-shirts and stuff, I don't hang my T-shirts oh, or whatever. Okay. You know, summertime, you know, typically wearing, like, shorts and T-shirts and stuff like that. So those are, you know, clothes I put in the drawers. But, okay. um, but yeah, so that was something that I did. I, I got rid of a lot of clothes that were in my closet and also in my drawers to make room for the clothes that I actually wear. So now the clothes can make it to the drawers because they weren't making them before. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to free up a little bit of room for some of the I stuff I got. I do that for my kids. I don't do that for myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I, I, that's the thing. I did it. We, we did that for our, our children a couple months ago. Um, but like you said, I never made it to do it to, for myself. So I was like, hey, had nothing going on at all. So I was like, let me go ahead and try to get, you know, Get a little organized in the in, in the closet. Speaking of cleaning, I found a new cleaning lady. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> I did. Okay, I remember you saying you've been on a, I guess, kind of the search for it. You, you wanted a, 
you wanted somebody to have certain type of qualifications, if I'm not oh, mistaken, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> Did this person meet, or these, these people meet your qualifications you're looking for? This person meets the qualifications, man. I, she <laughs> cook, she clean, she'll watch your kids. I was like, what? <laughs> That's like a full-grown, like, like what do you call it? Like a Nanny? Nanny or like a, um, a person that's just in your house, like, just watches, like, you know, a maid, I guess you could say, almost oh, okay, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like mean, a, that. Um, what, 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 Fresh Prince, what's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, Jeffrey, oh, the Jeff- butler. You got a butler. <laughs> <laughs> You got a butler. <laughs> nah, she not. She's not there every day. Well, but but what do you call a, a a woman person who does that role? So is it a butler maid, or is it like is there like a female version of a butler, or is it just like butler re or something? Like I don't know. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm about to look at it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I, that that thought that I'm like every time I hear butler, it's always a male. Like I've never heard of a female butler before. You Maybe know what I'm saying? I- but now I've heard yeah. people call, you know, a woman a maid. So it's like, is yeah. it that's just like those are what it is. The female is a maid or a woman Maybe is a maid and I a man. I think that the butler, I don't think a butler actually cooks and the maid does. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm about to look into I that one. I rich enough to know. Look. Yeah, I'm about to look into that one. <laughs> You might, might be rich enough to know. Uh, nah, see, I know I'm, I'm I obviously I'm not rich enough to know because I don't know. So I, I might have to look at it that one though. I might have to look at it that one, see what's going on. So if that time does see, come, I, I, I I'm prepared. Look, I don't even have to look into that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we still at cleaning service level. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Understood. Yeah, Understood. but I'm, I'm excited. She start, she's uh, coming out next week. So Okay. Yeah, that'll take a little bit of load off of me. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then. Um, we had what? What did we have? Oh, my my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Almost done. Okay, kitchen remodel. Yeah, we we're like ninety nine point five percent complete. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. That's so. good. That's good. How's everything looking? I mean, if you're for ninety nine point five percent, I mean, you pretty much see what it's gonna be. Oh, so yeah. how is it looking? Looking a lot oh, better. Way better. That's cool. Way better. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like having a great, you know, your kitchen. You know, I mean, it just kind of, you know, I'm not sure how your house is set up, but I know like a lot of times. You know, your kitchen's kind of one of the first couple places you see when you walk in. So, you know, your kitchen look nice and, you know, maybe even, you know, want, you know, prompt you. I know you like to, I know not actually like to cook, but you, I know you do cook. Yep. So, you know, when you're in there and, you know, things look nice, you know, it might inspire you to, you know, make a little something, you know. Yeah, because so. on the, the first day I was able to cook, I made some um, sauteed lamb chops with roasted potatoes mm. and broccoli. So That sounds good. Yes, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say everybody killed the food. I mean, there was there was some broccoli left over. <laughs> but that's to be expected with kids, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I've been cooking um, pretty much every day. Okay. Yeah, we went a whole week of eating out, so yeah, yeah, it felt good to actually eat home cooked food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's how I, I am too, man. Yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't. I guess maybe it's because I, how I grew up. My mother used to really cook yeah. every single day, uh-huh. you know, and so, and then my grandparents um, on my mother's side they owned a restaurant, so it was either my mother would cook, or my mom would just take food home from the restaurant, which was home-cooked food, yeah. um, and that's what we ate daily, you know. So, like, the fast food stuff, I mean, it's cool to, you know, let's say you have a busy day or a busy evening, maybe to grab something. I mean, that's cool, but honestly, I'd be feeling like crap after I eat that stuff, man, you know, yeah. especially for dinner. Like, I just, you know, I like to sit at the table, you know, have a nice home-cooked meal prepared, talk about each other's day, like, kind of old-fashioned when it comes to that type of stuff. I like doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm that old-fashioned, but I definitely <laughs> like to sit down and eat. I just don't like to be the person to always prepare the food. Yeah. That's that, the dilemma. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That I have, but I do like home-cooked food. Yeah. And I like different things, so I don't like to eat the same thing over and over. Mm. I'm not a fan of leftovers. At all. Okay. <laughs> I like leftovers. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Give me all of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, so I could probably do, I could probably do it the next day, maybe. Maybe not for lunch. So if I ate it for dinner, I'm not going to eat it for lunch. I'll probably eat it for dinner again. But mm. I have to have something in between. Mm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I'm 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 like that a little bit. Like I can't have leftovers where I have it for dinner, yep. then I eat it for lunch and then eat it for dinner again. Like that's that's yeah. too much. I have like to I, I, I would, except for Thanksgiving. I was gonna say, yo, you took the words right out of my oh. mouth. I was about to say <laughs> even, even I'll dress it up. Right? I'll put like a turkey sandwich, like I'll I and what I'll do though for me for Thanksgiving, like I'll have, you know, obviously your your normal Thanksgiving you know, your turkey, your ham, you know, macaroni, cheese, um, yeah. stuff and all that. So I had that as like the first meal. Uh-huh. And then the next day, like I may just get like my favorites out of that. You know what I mean? Because the yeah, first day, too. the first day I try to try like a little bit of everything. Yep. And then the second day I'm just like, okay, I'm going to focus in on what I really, really like or what yes. hit, what tastes good. Yes. And then like the like maybe that evening, the next time, like I'll eat like, I'm like I like sandwiches. So I'll make like a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich or whatever. My mom makes the bangingest potato salad, so you know I maybe do like a ham ham sandwich with a potato salad. So I have to kind of at least dress it up. It's the same food, but it's just dress it up in a different way, just so you know it, it hits my palate a little differently. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly how I yeah. do. So yeah. first day, I try a little bit of everything because I'm the one cooking. So you know I want to see how how it turned out. <laughs> right? See the performance. Yeah. <laughs> so then the next day, it's like I'm I'm a ham person during the holidays. I don't really like turkey uh, like turkey like the the bird like the actual baked or fried it's it's okay to me you yeah, know it's not yeah. like my favorite ham however is my favorite oh, yeah. the holiday yeah, so yeah, i'll do my ham i'll do my greens mac and cheese and candy yams or yams however you want to put it that's my go-to after everything is, is done yeah and i like deviled eggs too oh yeah i like deviled, <laughs> deviled eggs too yeah, yeah but then when i'm tired of that then I'll I'll get you know another combination. It's all the same food, but I just have to have it at different times. Understood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I think we're on the same page when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to that. Yeah, you know, like the leftovers. I like leftovers, like I said, because my for whatever reason, my parents used to cook. You know, especially my mom. My mom cooked a lot when I was younger, and then when my dad, um, like when he was on shore duty towards his last, you know, four years in the military, like when I was in high school, he actually started to cook a lot more. Because he was home a lot more, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so they would cook, like, we had, like, like I had three or four siblings in the house. So, like, it was just me and my little sister, you know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. And so they would make a lot of food. So it was always leftovers. Like, it would literally, and even when I went and played, you know, went to college and then came back and finished college, like, it was always food at the house. So, like, they would, it would just be them, my, my mother, my dad, and my sister, and they were cooking. Like I said, like, it was a whole bunch of people in the crib. So I would always, like, go by there, like, when I had, you know, breaks between classes where I was mm-hmm. working and I would eat, you know, eat food, and I would eat leftovers. Like I said, that that was my thing, you know. So, you know, to this <laughs> day, still too. Leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what else? So that's that. So you had, you said, um, a renovation's almost done. So that's yeah. cool. What else you been doing? What else been going on? Um, so oh man, last week I had this crazy closing. Okay. And it was, uh, it was probably. Let me see. Let me think about this on a scale of difficult. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we, we scale difficult to be. You got least difficult, but still difficult <laughs> to the most difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say that this was probably a good five, right? Five. I mean, you were there. You yeah. saw what yeah, was I kinda, going on, right? I kind of I saw. Ten, yeah. Number five. Yeah. It was quite. It was different. Yeah, towards the end, it got yeah, it got real, as they said. Yeah, yeah it got it got it real. It got real. So yeah. the dilemma with this particular um, closing was the settlement agent did not tell us that they closed early that particular day, mm-hmm. and so um, that kind of caused everything else to go into a frenzy. Yeah, so we were all on a tight schedule trying to get things done in a in a short amount of time. Yeah, and. Unfortunately, we weren't notified. We didn't know of them closing early, so we, you know, we got it done. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yep. We were able to close, but it was definitely a headache. Yeah. I mean, it, it caused me to want to have a drink that night, and it shouldn't, <laughs> you know, life shouldn't be that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are, what we do is, I mean. Very stressful. Yeah, it, it is kind of a, a stressful job that we do because a lot of times, like I always say, you know, we're the person or the people that are standing between a person becoming a new homeowner, right? Correct. You know, so that's the person's livelihood. That's where they live. You know, a lot of times people are preparers, you know, like myself, like I know Sophia is. Um, so, you know, you have movers set up, you know, you have, you know, different um, utilities already set up and names. So you're trying to make sure you deliver on that date. But, you know, a lot of times there's curveballs that are thrown because there's so many different people that are involved in that transaction that if everybody's not on the same page or everybody's not in the know, it could really cause a uh, you know a rift. It can cause you know some confusion, or it can cause delays. And um, you know this particular situation, it was kind of that. You know, we didn't know some things that we found out late in the game, and so we were just on the reactionary. You know, that whole day, that whole day, trying to get it done for this particular buyer. Um, she was a sweet woman. You know, we um, you know I mean she was thankful for everything because um, we were able to get it done. But it just you know we like to try to we, we strive for perfection, and when we fall short of that, it, it does leave a sour taste in our mouth so oh, yes. Most definitely. yeah yeah but it was like i said we was able to deliver so at the end of the, at the, end of the day on time. yeah at the end of the day we were able to get it done so <laughs> yeah yeah but that was that was a trip that yeah. was definitely a trip and then we also had that big business um lunch last week which yeah i'm excited for yeah yeah um, yeah definitely got some things coming me. coming down the pipe that started so yeah it's it, that's exciting i mean i can't really go into details about what that meeting was about but the the nature of having it is very exciting. Yeah, yeah, and no, I agree. What you have going on? What you do last week? Um, see, last week, so yeah, I mentioned it on the last episode. Uh, my, one of my buddies turned, or he turns forty in October, but um, um his girlfriend uh, had a surprise birthday dinner down at the oceanfront. Oh yeah, because I never had one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about that. You never had like a surprise birthday. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool because, um, like, a what, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I mean, yeah, it was a party. It like was a enough, surprise. Yeah, like you walk in and it's like surprise. surprise yeah, it was all of that. It was all of that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was cool. So we, uh, uh, the party was supposed to start at the surprise was supposed to happen at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an early person, you know, uh, by nature. So that was like, oh, and I normally eat way earlier than that. And I know how you do. I know how it is when you have, like, a birthday party and you have, like, a lot of people that's going to be there because we were told it's going to be about 30 people there. So it's like everybody ordering food. Like, I felt like we were probably going to eat to about 930. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, hey, 
So um, Brooke and I, what we did was um, her mother was watching our, uh, the kids that evening. So she came over around 5, 5.30. So we, um, we went down to the beach a little bit earlier and had dinner ourselves. So okay. the place that we were eating at was on 12th Street. It's a place called Jumpin' Shrimp. I had never been there before. I'd heard of it, but I'd never actually been there before. And so we went and ate dinner at Mahi Ma's, uh, which was on 7th Street. And it was crazy because I, I hadn't been out there, you know, obviously having two young kids, pandemic. Like, I hadn't been out that part of the beach in a while, mm -hmm. oceanfront. So it was pretty cool. They had a nice vibe for, like, folks that are, like, my age. You know, they had live music, um, you know, food, drinks. People were, you know, weren't acting crazy. You know, it was kind of everybody was kind of enjoying themselves. So it was it was pretty cool. And then... Um, you said your age. How, how old are you? I mean, you know, I know you're confusing the people. Cause yeah, don't you tell it about 50. <laughs> he nah. eat dinner at 5.30, promptly go to yeah. bed by 8. Yeah, yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's close. Really? I'm 35. I'll be 36 <laughs> here in about, what, two and a half months here. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we went down there to the oceanfront. And it's crazy to place Mahi Mahs. I like it. I hadn't been there in a while. Um, we actually had my high school 10-year reunion there. Uh, many years ago mm -hmm. so you know it was pretty cool to kind of go there that changed some stuff out there and we ate outside excuse me which uh which was pretty cool the weather was nice nice breeze off the ocean um had a couple of drinks some food and then we just walked around a little bit until uh the birthday party or the, the surprise birthday started so we uh got over there around like 7 45 and it was I know she said it was gonna be about 30 people but it was probably more I say about 20 people so it was some people who couldn't come and I have um, the yeah, person. That's what you expect. You yeah. You have an invite. You expect for 50 people. Yeah, about. To show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so, uh, you know, so so we got there. You know, we kind of hung out, wait for uh, wait for him to come. And um, it was pretty cool because, like, I, we have um, the person's birthday that was a surprise for. I have a lot of common friends with this person. So the people that came, I knew some of the, the folks that were there, some of the folks I hadn't seen, you know, since the pandemic started. So it was pretty cool to kind of catch up a little bit, see each other, um, see what was going on in each other's lives or whatever. But you end up coming around the corner because um, we had it set up where it was outside, mm -hmm. right? So, like, the they reserved, like, the outside deck for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so he came around the corner and he saw us and he was like, shocked like he was it was like I think he didn't understand because his birthday is a couple weeks away you know I think he really didn't register actually I had a conversation with him he said it really didn't register him what was going on he just knew everybody he was like what's going on you know what I'm saying <laughs> and then he seen like he said he noticed it when he seen the the balloon said happy you know happy birthday and it had 40 there or whatever so um so he was thrilled man you know he hugged you know we hugged everybody you know told everybody thank you gave a little speech had a cheers and um, I mean that was pretty much it. I mean they uh, they partied a little bit longer that night. They they did some um, and they said they went to some other place that had like you know music and they were dancing and stuff. And so Brooke and I ended up going back to Mahi Ma's um, and grabbing a drink at the bar. I ran into somebody that I knew that I hadn't seen in a while, so it was pretty cool to catch up with that person. And then we went home. We was home you know by eleven o'clock. So you know that was kind of how uh, how that went. So that was pretty cool. You know last week that was pretty much the only. I guess, you know, thing that went down last week. Other than that, you know, it was pretty pretty straightforward other than that meeting that we had on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 So besides that, I mean, I know you had some business stuff come up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, So that I, we had the closing finally on that home, that ranch in Virginia Beach. Uh, it was delayed because of the 
the tenant that was in there and their move out date had gotten pushed back. So we, you know, we went, we wanted to close once the tenant was out. So uh, we finally got that closed and then immediately went into demo. So I had my buddy come by and um, do demo um, on the home and he did a really good job. Was in there for a day and a half, two days and got everything done. He even did landscaping for me, cut the grass, you know, trim up the shrubberies and the grass was pretty high. I mean, he killed all the weeds. I mean, he did a really, really good job. Um, and so now, um, this job actually, which is a little different, I normally hire, um, you know, a contractor to, you know, basically manage the whole job, you know, and I have a couple of buddies who are contractors that are, you know, that can manage the job. But for this one, I kind of wanted to do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I pretty much, pretty much know people and trust people that's in every, um, you know, industry as far as what's needed, you know, electrician, plumber, um, drywall, paint, roofer, you know, all the stuff, landscaping, demo, all the stuff that's involved when it comes to, um, you know, fixing up a home. I pretty much have a solid relationship. So I was like, hey, you know, if there's no rush on this one. I can kind of take my time with it, make sure I do it right because we're going to keep it and put a tenant in there. So, you know, I want to get my hands a little bit dirty and, uh, and, and, and do this one. So everything's been moving along to my liking so far. Um, so I'm excited about that one. Um, we're also looking. Let me know if you need help with design. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> I might hold you to that one, man. I might hold you to that one. Um, but yeah, outside of that, you know, the other products that we have going on are doing pretty well. We have three new constructions. Uh, the one that's in downtown Suffolk, that one is all framed up, and we're going to be closing that one in probably sometime mid next week. We just waiting for the. Uh, waiting for the HVAC guy to finish his rough in and once he's done we'll be able to go ahead and start closing that one in. So we probably are about I say about a little less than two months out from that one to be completed. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, we finished the demo for the one that's in Norfolk um, and we're just waiting for the building permit on that one. So we should have that one honestly any day now. So that one should be taken off here very very soon. We even had somebody reach out to me who saw the demo guy doing work and was kind of interested in about the price and all that. So I think that one's going to fly off the market because it's in a great location in Norfolk, right? Centralized located. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one out in, uh, in Suffolk, um, we should have the building permit on that one any day now as well. And we finally got everything that we needed to do is with the septic that, that kind of held everything up. So I'm excited about that one as well. You know, And I'm also looking at um, there's a, uh, an eight-unit apartment that's in Ghent um, in Norfolk that kind of caught my eye that I've been looking at, and I was talking to, to Brooke about it, and um, we went and drove past and looked at it, and I've been in constant communication with um, the person who's representing the seller on that one. So I'm just trying to see exactly how I want to get financing set up with it and speaking to um, a person I've worked with before in the past, you know, when it comes to getting some financing for some uh, bigger, bigger projects. So I'm uh, just kind of working through that or whatever, seeing if there's any um, – you know, see anything there's any promise there. But I've always liked the Ginn area. It's 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 historic. I mean it's always good to own some property there. I mean it's a lot of people love it out in that area. Everything's walkable in the Norfolk area. Um so I'm excited. Got a couple of things brewing, you know. That's good. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah definitely, definitely. So <laughs> So just... so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This uh commercial loan. Because, you know, with our jobs we don't we don't necessarily help clients that are looking to buy a property that has more than four units. Correct. Right? Yeah, we do residential. So residential just, only. Yeah. So once you have more than four units, that's when you switch over to commercial property. That's correct. Um, how is the home the, the process mm-hmm. with commercial lending, mm-hmm. and how are the rates? Um, the rates are actually a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, a little bit better than what you would get on the residential side. Um, it's probably because the purchase prices. 
Yeah, higher. yeah. Typically, the purchase prices are higher. I mean, you could purchase something in your, you know, even if you buy a single family home. Like, let's say somebody has like a home healthcare business and they're buying um, a home to, you know, house their patients. I mean, that still would be considered um, commercial financing. You know, okay. so I mean, you know, it just depends on what the use, you know, of the building is going to be, or the use of the purchase, and then also who, how you're purchasing. If you're purchasing it through an LLC. Um, or if you're purchasing it through your business name, then it's considered commercial financing. And like okay. you said, also, if there's more than four units, then it then just automatically becomes commercial financing. Um, okay. So, I mean, it's I like I like it. It's a lot more flexibility um, with it. You know, uh, I was having conversations with um, one of the president or vice presidents over at uh, this this particular bank that I'm that I'm speaking to. Um, she recently moved over to a new bank. So I'm just trying to figure out exactly how they do things, because I'm familiar with how she did things at the previous bank that she worked at. Um but I mean, they you know they look at your credit. Obviously, they look at the performance. Like, let's say if you're buying a place that's already been rented, so they're going to look at the performance of that particular place. Um, you know, to kind of weigh out the risk. Um, obviously, they look at the fi- your financials. You know, so they look at your business, how much the business is making, how much is um, you know how much is it earning or whatever. And then, obviously, if you're um, you know if you have good personal income as well, I mean, then they'll also allow you to leverage that. Yeah. So what's the minimum down payment requirement? Yeah, so typically it's 25%. 25, Yeah, okay. yeah. Typically it's 25% on commercial uh, okay. financing. So it's the same as a, as, as a yeah. Yeah. residential For the, side when you're purchasing a multi-unit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's 25% is the minimum. Um, Like I said, but what they'll do is they'll evaluate everything. Sometimes they'll... You know, just you're not guaranteed to have to put down just 25 percent. Sometimes they'll okay, say, hey, they maybe 30, 40 percent. Yeah. Okay. You know, they they kind of based on the them evaluating the whole situation, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, uh, you know, the whole purchase or whatever, then they'll really come up with, hey, this is this is what we're looking for. If you can meet these, then we'll we'll provide funding for you. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more. It's not like just black and white. You know what I'm saying? You know, they have certain things that they look for, but outside of that, then they'll say, okay, hey, these are the terms. Are you able to meet? Are you able to do those? And then if you are, then, you know, they'll provide the funding for you. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then compared to the rates. Mm-hmm. So you said that they're a little bit better. Yeah. Gauge a little bit better. A percent? I say a percent. Okay. Yeah, about a percent. Yeah. So typically, you know, let's say rates like right now are, high. shoot, no, high. <laughs> Yeah, they real high. No, they're okay. Like, nah, they let's, well look. Let's let's let's, let's, get, let's dig a little bit deeper. Hey, Sophia, rates them rates ain't been this high since two thousand eight, so they they pretty high. When I first, I remember when I first got into this business. Now, don't get me wrong, they're high, but they're high not compared to because people were you know the last two years are outlier years, right? So you know the two to three percent higher than pre-COVID. Yeah, then four to five percent was kind of like the norm. That's like the historic like kind of close to the norm five percent ish so they're even higher than that right now so they are, they are. yeah they're, they are a little high i mean they're not you know now i remember locking rates in the six percent like if your credit was a 640 660 670 mm-hmm. i remember locking rates in that higher upper six percent range yeah for sure oh I, I do too um i'm talking about right now though like if you have great credit like yes, if you have great credit now you're probably yeah, you know, because you're talking about like those same people you're talking about. If they were 740 higher, then they're they would. Probably they're probably in the fives. You know, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about back with those people you were saying that had like a 640 credit score that were getting locked in the sixes. If people had a 740 credit score, they're probably in the fives at that particular time. Yeah. yeah. Now those 740 buyers are in the high sixes, actually over seven, depending on the loan product. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I mean, very it's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's um. 
rates are yeah it's 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 pretty high man the feds met the other day and you know they they did another rate hike so um yeah it's uh i know they're trying to tame this inflation man so i mean it's just you know obviously it's just something to navigate i just i remember when i first got in the business though that's you know rates are where they are now you know so it just kind of kind of brings things full circle i guess you could say so yeah that's how uh that's how everything is i mean just like rates are going up, they'll definitely come back down. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They will. They'll come back down. It's yeah. still a good time to buy. Absolutely, it's always a good time to buy. I mean, the rates shouldn't determine if there's a good time to buy or not. I mean, it's the, it's the necessity of you needing a home. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. I saw, <laughs> I saw this post yesterday. It said, uh, "Oh, you think rates are high? Okay, well you're paying." You know, they said, "Oh, you think rent is high?" You're just paying someone else's high mortgage or something like yeah. that. It was something to that nature. I was laughing. Yeah. I thought that was pretty hilarious because it, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that's typical. If you're paying rent, that person who actually bought where you're living mm-hmm. it probably has a high rate. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're paying <laughs> your yeah. mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Essentially. So you might as well buy your own house. Yeah. Have your own high rate and mm-hmm. then refinance. Yeah. yeah, rates go down. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, to me, when it comes to buying a house, it's normally out of necessity. You're normally like, hey, you know, I'm trying to, I'm ready to make that investment in myself and in my future. Um, you have to live somewhere. Typically, you have to pay for where you're living at. So the longer that you wait to buy, then like you just mentioned, you're paying somebody else's rent um, in most cases. And that's just... Paying someone else's mortgage. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, paying someone else's mortgage in most ca- in those cases. And that rent is not helping you in, in any way. No. You know, it's not. You know, besides not. just giving you shelter at that particular time in that moment, but it's not helping your, you know, your long-term investment of, hey, I can buy now. And then there's options you have after you buy, you right. know, you know, so it's, you know, but yeah. Yeah, rates, rates are, like I said, rates are a little, little high right now, but it's still, still a great time to buy. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It is. So, <laughs> Um, outside of rates, I, I I just thought of this. Okay. I saw something on the news where it's this coach. Oh man, I already know where you're going. <laughs> yep. I already know where you're going. Go ahead. What, what, what about uh, this coach? His name is um, is it I'm Ime. 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 Yeah, Ime Udoka. Yeah, Ime he's Udoka. Nigerian. Yeah. He's Nigerian. Yeah. Shout out to my African people. Absolutely. I'm surprised you ain't know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm you know, you proud. Oh, okay. Because it's the other side. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's different because it's the other side. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A little different. Uh-huh. Little different. Uh-huh. No, but uh, <laughs> so he was having, he was in a relationship or he cheated or did something. He had consensual sexual relations with an employee of the organization. Yeah, yep. And they suspended him for one year? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a... Uh... So how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually have a lot on that. Um, I mean, you're more into sports. I, I actually heard it on the way here. Okay. I was listening to the radio station, and they were talking about it. Okay. And what I heard on the radio station was the person that he may have had these relationships relations with is someone who is the wife or girlfriend or something of like a an owner to the team or someone who's higher up than a coach. Mm. And that's why Oh, see it's I didn't such know that. A big deal. That's okay. what they said this morning, you know. I, this is he say, she say. <laughs> so 
It's not yeah. factual. Yeah. But I said, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a little bit more. Somebody yeah, that, yeah, that, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, and I also, so a couple things. So, um, Ime Udoka, he's he's uh, engaged to Nia Long. Right. Um, let's take a moment to sign. Okay, no, I'm sorry. All right, yes. So he's engaged to Nia Long, right? And so growing up, you know, I think every every guy who's in the generation of, of myself grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, Nia Long is top five as far as yeah. just, you know, she's, she's gorgeous, very, 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 very attractive woman. Um, you know, she's one of the girls that you would, you know, have a poster and put on your, on, on your wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's that's the type of that's the type of uh, hierarchy that we would have. Yeah, we would, we would put Nia Long, you know. And so, you know, he, from my understanding, he's been engaged to Nia Long for several years. I know they have a child together. Um, I think they've been engaged for almost like five or six years. So it's been, first of all, that's kind of a long time to be engaged. I mean, that's another conversation. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of that. But, um, yeah, and so I, I heard yesterday, my phone was buzzing all day yesterday about the whole situation about um, him, um, like you said, having, I mean, I, I don't know, just, you know, cheating on Nia Long with a person that was on the organization staff that he coaches for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously I think that's wrong. Um, but him getting suspended for a full year, that just seems like kind of a pretty harsh punishment to me. I mean, I, f- I see a lot of other... Let me, let me put this in there. So yeah. there's a, a code of conduct... That's true. ...that says specifically that you can't do it. Correct. So let's let's you know put that little bit of information. That's true. There, right? That's true. That's so true. So if your organization or where you work says, "Hey, you are not allowed to what do they call it, fraternize with yeah. your uh, yeah, colleagues, yeah. colleagues, yeah, yeah," then and if you decide to go ahead and still do it, then there should be some type of punishment. Absolutely. Right? No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I know life's not fair. I, I guess I, I guess I just look at some of these other things that I be seeing because I'm a big sports guy. Like I actually, I went to the finals this past year in Boston and seen them play. And Boston had a great year. And it's like you know he's a black coach. You know, I'm I'm very pro my people. And so I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, what I'm saying I'm rooting for him to do well. Um, he had his first, you know, his let me, first. Let me drop this nugget. Hold on. Oh, wait. okay. Yeah, you yeah. keep you keep bopping these nuggets on me. Got okay. These nuggets because this is all. This is how I came to my conclusion. Okay. Right? All right. All right. <laughs> so he he has been, or the Celtics have not won a championship, or ne- they have not been to the finals since 2012. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to get them there. Correct. Right. And is there some type of restructure going on to where they is there someone that they were looking to bring on that is not African-American? And so now that this has come up, they're trying to ease this person in. I heard about that, too. Yeah, I heard about that, too. I did hear about that, too. Yeah. Um, It just sucks, man. Like I said, I always feel like sometimes, man, when. You know, somebody that looks like myself, you know, was doing well, man. It always seems like there's something that comes up, man. And I feel like, um, you know, I don't know, man. That's it's, that's a long conversation, man. But, I, you know, I, like I said, obviously what you said, I mean, everything you said is correct. I mean, there's rules that are in place. If you break the rules, you got to – there's repercussions that come along with it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, you know, at that particular point, I mean, it is what it is. And, I'm, and also another thing, um, I'm hearing different – like at first, because what you said kind of makes sense because – there's pictures that are floating around of the person, 
But then I'm also hearing that that may not be her, that it's actually somebody else. And okay. so the person that I'm here, the person that the pictures were floating on, floating the internet was sitting around or, you know, it was floating around the internet is uh, another black woman, yeah. right? And um, I'm actually hearing that it may not be a black woman, that uh -huh. it's maybe, you know, a woman of another, you know, ethnicity. So I, uh, you know, and now that makes sense with you said as far as the ownership and all that. So, it, you know, because I'm, I don't, I know that their owner isn't black. So um, obviously that probably struck a nerve and like he probably is laying down the, the harshest punishment that could be possible. Right. And they're, like you said, it sound like they're trying to get him out of there at the same time, which like I said, just sucks, man. He had a great year. They made it to the finals. I actually, like I said, at the game, I seen him and I seen me alone. She literally was sitting two rows behind him. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just an unfortunate situation, man. Uh, but it's crazy, you know. It is crazy. Then I, I, I don't follow again. I don't follow basketball too too much. Another nugget is as I heard that there's another. I don't know if it's a coach necessarily, but there's someone else in the NBA, or maybe even NFL, who had sexual misconduct. Like they must have sexually harassed someone, and they got punished for a year. And mm. so now. Um, the big news is like, okay, well, how do you suspend someone for a year for doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing that's considered illegal, right? Mm -hmm. But then you also suspend this other person who had consensual sex for a year. When the two crimes don't match up, how do they serve the same time? Yeah, and that, that's that's my point. That's, that's my point. I heard about that too. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's – it's life's not fair. I mean, I so I already have programmed my mind um, because there's a lot of times where I've even been, you know, punished or felt like, hey, you know, this was wrong or whatever. But like, hey, at the end of the day, when you do things and put yourself in those situations, I mean, it's you, you, you then lose control of your destiny when it comes to the outcome of that situation. Just point blank. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. You know, you got to understand that that's what it is. And that so if that's what happened, you know, and they found that he did these things, then, I mean, now he has to, you know, figure out what they're going to do with his, his coaching career or what he can do as far as being suspended or whatever. So, right. yeah. yeah. So just an unfortunate situation all around, man. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I, I heard, like I said, that's fresh news. That actually came out yesterday. My phone was like, normally my phone is buzzing for mortgage and real estate stuff. My phone was buzzing off of that. Yeah, everybody. I was I went and got a haircut, the barbershop, they was talking about it. Um, I got a group chat with some friends that I grew up with, you know, buddies, and they were talking about it. I'm getting hit up by different people because everybody knows, like, I like sports. So whenever it's like a sports situation, everybody hits me up because they want to know my opinion. You know, a lot of times I give, like, a level-headed opinion. I'm not biased, you know, to okay, whatever. What's your opinion on this situation? I mean, I, I think I just expressed it. I mean, I think it, he, he shouldn't have done what he did. Okay. I, like I said, obviously – to me, I mean, you got Neil Long, bro. Like, what's up? <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like that alone is is still wild to me. That's why I kind of tried to paint the picture of how I viewed uh, and view uh, Neil Long, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, man, I mean, he put himself in a situation that he got to accept whatever comes with that. And like you said, there's rules in place that say, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you could be punished, then... And, you know, then that's what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what it is, man. I'm, I'm a person of, 
you know, hey, that's just like I told you. I mean, that's just what it is. You put yourself in those situations, man. You know, whatever happens, you know, you don't, you have no control over that anymore. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> my opinion is, I feel the same way. If you did it, then you got you got to live with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta definitely stand up and face your consequences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. However, I do think that the punishment is too harsh. Yeah. Maybe suspend them for a few games. You know, but it was consensual. Yeah. There should have been something in place that says, hey, if you do this, this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Ahead of time, as opposed to trying to determine his punishment afterwards, because yeah. it does not equate to a person being sex, a person being sexually and harassed. And I don't think that that's fair. Correct. At all. Correct. And, and what also what people do a lot of times is. Like you said, I don't think there's necessarily a black and white rule for this particular type of situation. Like, obviously, he, mess, he was, you know, having relations with a person, so boom, right? But as far as the punishment goes, um, like you said, I, I think that they're, they, they, they're, they're trying to make an example almost in a sense, I feel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. hey, like, look, we don't want this behavior, so we're going to give you the book, as they say. Like, we're going to give you the worst possible right. thing, and then... You know, and you know, and so hope, and I guess in hopes to not have that happen again or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and so, then this other person, what is what happens to them? Do they walk away scot free? Are they still a part of the organization? I mean, if they're related to the owner, I mean, we already know how that go. Right. I mean, so I, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's gonna either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna be okay. Yes. <laughs> she's okay. she's gonna be okay. It's, it's, it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just feel like it has to be fair across the board. It has to be. Yeah. You know, I just think, it, like I said, I hate to pull the race car. I just feel like sometimes, I, I just feel like if 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 he won't, if he wasn't a black man, I, I honestly feel like it would be a little. I feel oh, like it oh. may not be getting as much media attention. First and foremost, let me make that clear. And I feel like that it wouldn't. He it, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Because a lot of times, a lot of times they owners quietly came to a yeah, decision as to what they're going to do. Exactly. It definitely would have got the media's t- attention just because Anita Long is involved. Correct. You know what I mean? And she's very popular, very well known. Yeah. But I think that they would have definitely kept it quiet. They would have tried their best to make sure that it, you know, they wouldn't have made a statement. They wouldn't have came out and be like, oh, this is what we're doing. It would have been like, you know, what what police officers do when it's yeah. a black killing. They'd yeah. be like, oh. <laughs> yep. It's still under investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> just rolled that one out yeah. you know, until the next big media thing came out exactly. and, and everybody forgets about exactly. it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just crazy how they came to this. This like, I don't know. Again, like I said, we can talk about this for a long time. <laughs> we know. actually supposed to be talking about mortgage and real estate we stuff should, here. We should, but you I know? had to bring that up. I yeah. mean, I listened to that on the way here and I was like, man, yeah. this is nuts. Yeah. Like, what in the heck is going on out here? Yeah. And yeah. I don't watch the news and I don't watch sports on TV too much. So, I heard that on the radio, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta talk about that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's a good. That, I'm glad you brought it up because, like I said, that is like a current event that's going on that a lot of people are. It's a hot topic, as they say. So, All right, guys. Yeah. So now it's time for exercise your knowledge. Okay. Y'all ready? So if you don't know, exercise your knowledge is the segment where we ask a question at the beginning of the segment or midway through the segment, and we ask for you to think about it throughout the time of us um, talking on the podcast. And then towards the end, we're going to actually actually reveal the answers to the question. But we want to see if you know the answer to this question um, from your own knowledge. So here's the question. How quickly can you refi 
after you have purchased a new home? It's a good question. Good question, right? So yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and repeat it. How quickly can you refi after you have purchased a new home? So sit on that. Think about it. We'll definitely reveal the um, answer to that question later on in the segment. But now we're going to go ahead and jump into what the podcast is about this week. So di- this week we're going to be discussing rates and what that means. Okay. Yeah, I um, obviously we mentioned it earlier. Rates are a hot topic right now. Um, every time I'm speaking to a potential buyer, um, they are you know, asking about what's the rates, what's the rates, what's the rates. I mean, this is even before we know what their credit score is. I'm like, hey, let me know what your credit score is before I give you that rate now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It may be non-existing. It, exactly. <laughs> that might be the exactly. Yeah, yeah. We may not even have to go over that conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, now rates is definitely uh, a heavy topic right now because of how quickly they've been moving and moving in the wrong direction. Um, so a thing that we've been – having a like like Sophia mentioned a conversation with a lot of buyers about is like hey when do I get to like lock my rate in right so when when is that rate locked and what does that mean and what does it mean exactly yeah so um your rate is typically locked once you have a home under contract um now recently they've had we have a program that allows you to lock your rate in 90 days um, for 90 days so as long as you uh, purchase a home within that 90-day window, then you're fine, right? And there's upfront cost with that and everything. Correct. But it's called look and lock. Look and lock, exactly. So basically, you can lock in. If, if you catch the rates low, you can go ahead and lock in your rate ahead of time. However, you pay to lock in that rate. So if you do not find a property, then you forfeit that money. Correct. It's non-refundable. So it's non-refundable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if, the- you are, if you're not in a good price point, then that might not be the route for you because sometimes finding a home between 150 and 250,000 can be a little tough. Yeah. You know, so you always have to keep that in mind and that could be money that could potentially go towards your closing costs and your down payment which we discussed in previous ep- episodes. So, yeah. Definitely consider all of that when you're considering options for the look and lock. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And typically, I, I'm just kind of giving that caveat because that program came out because of the environment that we're in, right? Because what happens is, as I mentioned at the beginning, is, you know, typically the normal way is to lock your rate in once you have a home under contract, right? So once you have it under contract, we're able to kind of go over your options with you, you know, make sure we have the correct loan product that's best for you, and then go over rates, and then we lock them. And then what happens is rates are locked for a period of time, right? So there's a 15-day lock, 30-day lock, 45-day lock, 60-day lock. Those are your typical uh, terms of lock. And so what that means is that, you know, from the date that we lock the rate in, it will expire in that amount of time. And so that means you have to close on your home in that amount of time. And if you don't, then that that rate lock expires and you're subject to whatever rates are at that particular time or worst case pricing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very it's very important that you lock your rate in, obviously in enough time to close on your new home. Um, and like Sophia mentioned, like you know, it's t- a lot of times beforehand with where rates have been moving, how they've been moving quickly. We would quote someone, you know, let's say somebody comes to us. And we give them a pre-approval based on what rates are at that particular time, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's say, you know, sometimes it takes weeks, even months to try to find a home, 
right? And then if rates have changed drastically, which they've been doing that, you know, recently, right? I mean, you can look at a rate today and then two or three days later, it could be something that's totally different. Then that affects that person's buying power. Um, and then what happens is we have to make sure that we're having those conversations and we're keeping that line of communication open with that particular buyer because they may no, lo- they may no longer be um, pre-approved for that particular amount because that payment that they're pre-approved for, because that's essentially what you're pre-approved for, is a certain monthly payment that you're able to contribute to a mortgage, you know, that will qual- have you qualified, right? And the rate drives that payment. Exactly, exactly. So if the rates happen to change, that changes your monthly payment. Which then can change your monthly, you I mean your approval. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's why you know rates are important, especially in this market, as far as how volatile it is. Like it's very important that we're having that conversation with you, m- making sure we understand you know where you are in your home buying search, making sure that you understand where rates are, and you know obviously that looking lock program is 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 good. It's good. It's definitely good for someone. Um, who has a tighter budget, and we need to go ahead and lock that person in at a particular rate now um, because, you know, it could truly affect that person's buying power because once you're at certain price points, that affects what you're looking for, right? You know, like you mentioned, 150, 200,000, you know, even like if you're looking at a house that's like 280 or 300, like just, you know, $20,000 could swing a, a four bedroom to a three bedroom, like what you're able to get. So um, we want to make sure that, you know, we're having those conversations with those buyers and making sure they understand the power of locking the rate and what that entails. Because a lot of times I have people come to me who think that they can lock the rate, you know, and not even have, you know, have their credit poor, not even have fully you know, applied for the mortgage yet, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but yeah, I think that's very, very important that, you know, folks understand what a rate lock is and how it, how it's, uh, how it's used. Yeah. And I also want to make sure that you guys understand that once that rate is locked and if you get to the closing table, which in most cases, me and Brian, we pretty much close on time. So if yep. you close, that's your rate. So that's your fixed rate. Yeah. Um, for the most part, for the most part, a lot of our clients are in fixed rates. Um, there are adjustable rates, um, and an adjustable rate is pretty much a rate that can adjust over time. Yeah. Um, the, the dynamic of how that works, it goes a little, <laughs> it, it, it's a little bit more in-depth to what I just said, but just know that it can change. Yeah. And so um, once that rate lock is, is uh, expired. Yeah. Um, whether you're an adjustable rate or in a fixed rate, that'll be your rate once you close. Correct. Yeah, and I think that's that's very good information there, Sophie. I mean, um, I've even been seeing recently now, you know, there's some folks who, let's say they know that they're going to be in a situation where they're only going to live in a home for a short period of time, you know, mm-hmm. typically like your military or folks that, you know, have a, an occupation that moves them around a lot, um, but they still like to purchase a home when they're in that particular area that they're working. Um, A lot of folks are are taking advantage of the adjustable rate mortgages right now because, you know, adjustable rate mortgages typically um, are a little bit less than what a 30-year fixed mortgage is rate-wise. But you have to be careful. Correct. Yeah, you got to be careful because you you can put yourself in a situation that, hey, if you, what you're planning on doing, you know, let's say, you know, you plan on living in a particular area for five years, you can do a 5-1 arm where you can, you know, lock your rate in um, at that five years time frame at a lower rate than what the current market rate is. But then after that five year, it will change. And it, typically it, it changes, you know, to the worse. And then so 
you know, you don't want to every year after that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's not really much security in that. But if you're savvy where, you know, hey, I'm going to live here for five years, you could take advantage of that lower rate and then, you know, move whatever, you know, sell the home and and be able to take advantage of that lower rate at that particular time, lower than what the actual market rates are at that particular time. So um, but you got to be careful, like you said, because, you know, if your plans change, you end up staying longer then, you know, your rates can change. And like I said, they can go up and, and they can fluctuate all the time. And there's really no security in knowing Correct. what your rate's going to go to, you know, every time it changes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a big difference between, you know, if you locked in at a at a 4%, yeah. let's say, with the adjustable rate, and then your your rate is 4% for the first five years. And in that example, if you have a 5-1 arm, when that five years is over, if you have not refinanced, I mean, your rate can jump up to, six or seven percent correct depending on what lender you go with and what the terms of their adjustable rate is correct so there's a difference between having a four percent rate and a six or seven percent rate so that can definitely change your monthly payment and depending on what your situation is in the next five years that could definitely change you know how you how you're living correct your living ability so um just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that you know once that rate lock expires Whatever rate you're in, as long as you're closed, that'll be your rate. Correct. That is true. Whether it's adjustable, whether it's locked, the rate lock and then you keeping your lock Mm -hmm. is totally different. Correct. Yeah, because I'll have some people will say, hey, you know, I see. What happens when the rate Yeah, lock expires. expires. Yeah, they think like it's going to change right (laughs) after they like have. I'm setting all my terms up, basing everything off of what the the payment is. And then as soon as I close, the rate's going to change. I'm like, no, you know, you know, it's going to expire and I have to go to get a new rate or what? I'm like, no. That's, That's not the case. The time frame that we've allotted to get you closed. Correct. If we don't get you closed, then we have problems. Correct. If you're closed. That's your rate. Correct. And there's and there's options. I mean, you can you can like if we're getting to the point where hey, it looks like you know if there's delay because there, there could be delays and oh yeah you know there, there could be delays and for whatever reason you know there, there could be stuff with the house that's not completed yet and you don't feel comfortable closing until those things are done and so the expected closing date is now changed then you can always extend the rate as well. So there are costs that come with that, obviously. Um, but, you know, there's options where it's just not like, hey, you know, once that date's there, there's nothing we can do. If we know ahead of time, as long as that date does not close out um, and you're not closed on your home, you know, we'll be able to say, hey, you know, the cost to extend it is X amount of dollars and we'll extend it for whatever the allotted time frame that's needed to, to get you closed. So, Correct. Yeah. And that could be a difference of, you know, your rate going up by a percent and you paying an extra couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. monthly for the next 30 years or are you paying a couple hundred bucks to extend your lock and you keeping that lower lo- lower rate for the next few uh, 30 years so absolutely yeah yeah so that's that makes a difference it does it does it does make a difference for sure all right guys so i hope uh you got a good understanding on what uh the rate lock means the, the different terms that we offer and um, kind of have an idea as to how adjustable rates and fixed rates work. Absolutely. And also, there are extended lock options that you can buy for new your construction. new construction yeah, yeah. Um, properties, but that's something that isn't uh, too common, yeah. I guess you could say, because not everybody's buying new construction. But if you ever get into a situation where you want to know a little bit more information about the extended lock options, you could definitely reach out to myself or Brian or, you know, your lender. But hopefully it's myself or Brian. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're listening to here, then you should be reaching out to us. You for should sure. definitely be reaching out for to sure. us. For sure. For sure. Especially in the states of Virginia, 
Florida, Maryland, North Carolina, and Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got you covered in those states. All those states, we got you yeah. covered. <laughs> and some more soon to come, too. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, what's coming up? So you guys know I've, I think I've talked about this in the last couple episodes. So finally, I think I'll have 100% of my kitchen done by Monday. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm just ready. You know how, you know, when something is incomplete, how, how it makes you feel. <laughs> yeah. I, I, even though my kitchen pretty much looks practically done, I just, I'm ready for it to be completed. So that way I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. It's just one thing that's off my, my list of, uh, of shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple, right? Yeah. Putting, putting it plain and simple. Nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, um. My son has a game tomorrow. Uh, last week, oh man, guys, let me tell you, I have a three-year-old. His name is Carter. He play. He's playing football, and last week was his uh, first game. When I tell you, I was proud. <laughs> he was running over. I'm assuming these kids had to be four or five-year-olds because my son's pretty, pretty little. Um, and he did such an amazing job. I just can't wait for tomorrow's game. I'm ready for him to run over some more kids. <laughs> run over some more kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's good stuff. Nah, football, man. That's that's uh that's my favorite sport, man. I grew up playing football, man. I am so yeah, excited. Yeah, so I'm excited like for he, Carter. Yeah, that, that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was sending everybody the video. I have a video, but my um my husband didn't catch the video actually my neighbor was the one who caught it and she sent it to me she was like look at carter <laughs> and her son plays as well but he really i guess he wasn't really feeling it which i understand because that's how my son was with basketball mm-hmm. i was very disappointed in that by the way but you know it's your son so you, you just keep it moving yeah. but when i saw him on the field i was like oh my god that's my baby right there <laughs> <laughs> it hit a little different yeah, don't it yeah yeah so I'm excited about that. That's happening tomorrow. And then what what you got? You got something coming up tomorrow too, right? Aren't you going out of town? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh, D.C., uh, okay. Washington, D.C. Haven't been there in a couple of years. So, uh, Brooke, she's wanting to go see Elton John. Pretty sure most folks know um, Elton John. He's a pop rock, you know, I guess pop and rock roll, rock and roll. Um, legend. Legend. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's having his farewell tour um, and so he's going around to some of your major markets, and he's uh, and he's performing. So it's not really my kind of music, um, but Brooke she likes it. So you know, we're gonna go up there um, just for a quick day, leaving Saturday um, morning, coming back early Sunday morning. And um, so are y'all gonna hit up some Eritrean restaurants? Um, I don't know. Maybe that's. I mean, I guess it just depends on. I mean, you in DC? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that that sounds like a good idea. I mean, I. I guess it just depends on how quickly we get up there, get settled. You know, we got we got a hotel. <laughs> yeah, we got to eat. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, where we are, where is one located, you know, to us and, and where everywhere. we're going. Yeah, I mean, there are. I've been to a couple up there before. <laughs> They're right. everywhere. I mean, You're right. <laughs> You're right. it's not hard to find. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. So um, I'm kind of letting Brooke, you know, lead this. This is more about her. So, I mean, whatever she wants, yeah. you know, she'll get on this trip. So, um, yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll see. But I'm looking forward to that. That should be a good time. Um, Kid-free for, like, 24 hours. So that would mm-hmm. be dope. Um, and let's see. I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, that's right. My son, his um, he has a field trip coming up. So he's been very – he's been talking about that every single morning. 
Um, and even when we pick him up from school, um, he has his first field trip of the year coming up. Um, it's, you know, right around right now, it's, you know, close to Halloween. So they're having it at a, uh, what is it called? Um, one of those hickory farm areas where they have like the, the hay rides and the kids can, you know, play with pumpkins and they have like, you know, playground sets and stuff over there. And it's all like themed for the fall and everything. So um, he's really excited about that. So I think that's coming up next week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. So speaking of Halloween, mm-hmm. we have a Halloween party that's coming up and I have no idea. What we're doing <laughs> Halloween party, guys. I yeah. have the slightest clue. And I'm like, I was I was online looking at different ideas and I'm like oh I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna show up as as the loan officer so find <laughs> you just gonna show up as a loan right, officer man right. that's funny that's funny <laughs> show up with a name bag holding <laughs> 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 a suit <laughs> call it a day oh man nah yeah you're right it is coming up oh, um, we got God. a little time it was like a month away so you got you got some time to kind of think about it oh. you know. Goodness. Yeah, I kind of got what I'm going to be already. Um, I'm going to leave that. competition, too. So yeah. I'm like, that's the only reason why I'm trying so hard. Because I'm like, okay, what am I going to win? Is it money? <laughs> I mean, you know. That is true. We don't know what the, the prize is. We don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah that's but true. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm excited. I think it'll be a good time. It's supposed to be at a nice spot. I've been there before. Um, nice rooftop spot. So and it's, my uh, daughter, she wants to go to Bush Gardens to to what is it called? The Hollow Scream. Hollow Scream. Yeah. She's been asking me for years. I am scared to death. Yeah, that of scary is, stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to work up the courage to go. Um, I feel like if maybe if I invite enough people, I can have everybody else around that ain't gonna help. me. That ain't gonna help. It's not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me if we walk into this haunted house and I got somebody on each side of me, that means that's that if, not gonna... if somebody pop out, I could just grab one of y'all, okay. right? I mean, that's not, I, I guess I look at it as that's not really still going to affect how scared you are. I mean, I you're mean, still going to be scared in the same way. You're right. Your reaction may be able to, like you said, grab on someone or whatever. Right, throw but somebody in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they can't touch you or hurt you. So, I mean, they, I guess hey. it's me knowing that, like, there's, you know, there's only but so much could happen. But as far as them, like, that initial shock of being scared... No matter how many people you have with you, it could happen. You yeah, know what I mean? I so, Hollow Scream is a good time. I haven't been in a couple of years, but I know I used to kind of make it a, a ritual of always going. And, um, I've seen, I've even, I, I feel like I'm a person who, I like scary movies. I, I'm not a person I feel like they get scared a lot. And do you get scared? I have been, but again, oh. this has been a while. This, like I said, it's been this a while since good. I'm going. Yeah, that's why I said. This I mean, not it's not good. I don't yeah, know. you, you changing my reconsideration. Oh right man, <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want your daughter to. I don't want to be blamed for you, you guys not going. You know, because of you know me. You know. Scaring Listen, you, but you, nah, it's, I'm, I'm just just being real. Brooke go, I'm just gonna let Maya go with y'all, and y'all can go figure oh, it man. out. Oh man, see, Brooke's scary too. She ain't trying to go. <laughs> she ain't trying to go either. We on the same yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, y'all on the same page there. She ain't trying I'm to go. Not, oh, no, I don't like to be scared. Yeah, not I don't mind. I like it. I like that little. I guess the adrenaline rush, man. I like it. I think it's. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Okay, adrenaline rush. Get on a roller coaster. That's yeah. cool. That's I feel like that's the same type of scary. No, same thing. No, no. Why? I'm, because when I go to sleep at night and I think about myself being on the roller coaster, I'm not having like little mini panic attacks in my sleep. Now, if I'm scared because of some paranormal activity, like I really can't go to sleep because I'm thinking like there's some stuff coming from the walls and the in the ground and it's about to get me in my sleep. Like no, it's a see, different type of paranoia. I guess I guess see that's the difference because I guess like for me, I don't believe that. Like I don't think that's happening, right? Listen. So it's like I'm I'm, I feel like I'm centered so in this. stuff I don't believe happens and the shit happens. And I'm like, damn, I didn't think that would ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess like paranormal activity and stuff like that. I mean, 
I've never seen it before, and I don't think it's going to happen to me. Uh-huh. So it's like I'm not like if – but they don't do that at, at – But I mean, I, I don't want to get you – like they're not doing paranormal activity at screen. They're just like jumping out and scaring you like that. So, I mean, like for me, it's like mm. – I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That just, you then know. I go, then I go in my house and then I'm looking around the corners like, is something going to come around the corner and jump out at me? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I hear you. I don't, need, I don't need the screeching. I don't, uh-uh. I don't need none of that scaring the living crap out of me. No, nah, so. I get it. I get it. I get it. It ain't for everybody. It's, it's not, not for everybody. And then next week we got this lunch and learn. I'm excited about that. Yeah. My partner, Laura, uh, she's having a lunch and, lunch and learn. Um with a particular agent, so we're going to go out there, provide lunch, and kind of drop some knowledge and see, you know, uh, how we can gain business from that particular uh, company. Yeah, her. yeah, so. yeah, I think that'll be a good time. Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. You know, she's excited about it. We talked about it already, so she's uh, she's definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing how what comes from that. So. Yeah. yeah, so, all right, guys, so that's all the time we have for today. I want you to please follow us. Oh, you know what? Almost forgot. Almost forgot the answer to the oh, question. Oh man! Almost what forgot. Was I think I, I was trying to hurry up and get out of here because <laughs> I'm on. You know, it's lunchtime. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So the um the answer to the exercise your knowledge question today is let's All go right. ahead and drum roll. Drum roll. All, All right. right. So it's six months. Six months. For pretty much all the products, your VHD, excuse me, your FHA, your VA, and conventional, um, and even USDA loans, it's six months. Now, VA has kind of a little small caveat in there where they say um, six payments have been made, six build payments. Um, but most of them are six months since the deed or since the deed has been, uh, been executed. So, you know, I get that question a lot recently just because, you know, folks are buying homes now in this higher rate environment. And so they're like, hey, if rates drop, how we fast? Can, how yeah. How fast can I refinance? And um, and like I said, the answer is is six months. So it's not long. I mean, most of the time you're still in six months. You're still you know picking out furniture, still getting acclimated Correct. to the house, to the area. And then like I said, if you know if rates are lower at that particular time, and it makes sense to do it because there's typically costs when it comes to re- refinancing. Mm-hmm. You know, then there's ability for you to refinance and, and secure a lower rate that's at you know that, that's going on at that particular time, and you know set yourself up for a better payment moving forward. So. Yep. So yeah. the answer. Pretty much, you know, just to kind of sum it up, is six months. Yeah. So after about six months, we could definitely refinance your loan, get you into a better situation as long as it's available. Correct. That's true. As long as it's available. Yeah. So now, mm-hmm. now it's time, guys. Now it's time. And I apologize for trying to disconnect from you guys <laughs> early. <laughs> However, <laughs> that is now all the time that we have for today. So mm-hmm. I want you guys to please follow us. My um, Facebook and Instagram is SKB underscore mortgage. Brian's is B Roy Star. And remember, uh, the quote of the day that we have, like I said, we always try to give you some um, some wise words of wisdom, you know, or just some inspiration, you know, going into your, you know, your day or your week or whatever you have going on. Um, but the quote of the day is, remember, it always seems impossible until it's done. Um, and I, I Man, I firmly believe that quote, man. I just want to expound upon that a little bit. Like, like who said something's impossible? Like, like what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just think about that. Like, yeah. just because somebody hasn't done something doesn't make it impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, because as soon as that person does it, it's no longer impossible. And why, mm-hmm. why can't that person be you? Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nothing's impossible, man. If you put your mind and your heart to it, you can accomplish it's anything. It's going to always seem that way. Yeah. It's always going to be a struggle until it's done. And you're like, dang. Yeah. I did it. Correct. Correct. I yeah. got over it. 
Yeah, so that, that's heavy for me. I know a lot of times we, you know, we create these fear and create these uh, ceilings in our minds and our thoughts of what can or can't be done. But um, you can do anything, man. You really can, you know, do anything that you put your mind or your heart to. So yeah. I was re- I'm re- actually I'm reading this book, and um, they gave me this exercise, and it said, uh, it said write down. Matter of fact, B, write down what you want your salary to be for this year. Like, what's your goal? Okay, for mortgage. Yep. Or for anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean for mortgage, yeah. Write it down. Okay. What's your, um, what you want it to be? What you want your income to be? I don't know what that said. Oh, I'm sorry. My handwriting is terrible. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it look like an H. <laughs> it do. All it's right. a K. But All yeah. right. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now double it. Okay. Now, when you wrote that number down, was there something in the back of your mind like, damn, I don't think I'm going to make that? Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. There was something in your mind Absolutely. that said, oh, man, like, d- d- double? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can. So it's all about fixing that little, yeah, that little, little voice. voice in the yeah. back of your mind that um, is telling you that you can't do it. So if you yeah. strive to fix that little voice. Yeah. I mean, you guys can do this exercise, you know, with a family member or with someone else. I feel like you guys kind of got the cheat sheet to it. But if you do it to someone else, ask them about that little voice. And, you know, that's the that's the impossible right there. That's that thought that mm-hmm. is in the back of your mind making you think like, okay, it's all it seems impossible. But then when it's done, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. You know, that's so. true. That's very true. That's a good point, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That was cool. That was cool. That was a good exercise. Cause yeah. I, it was, it was a little voice. Like I felt like it's I could get it. It was very little. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't too loud. You know what I mean? And but yeah. It, it yeah. may not always be too loud, yeah. but until that voice is like, all right, I check. I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, let's move. How are we gonna get there? Yeah. Until until that voice says, okay, what I gotta do to get there? Yeah. You know, and it's changed just slightly. Yeah. That's that's the voice that you need to get there. Absolutely. To make the impossible possible. That's, okay. That's cool. I like that. That was dope. That was good stuff. I'm about to read that book you're talking about. That's good. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week.